Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Wheeler, cycling, line A, scores! I don't believe my eyes. Wheeler gets a hat trick. Oh my goodness. Buckman has another. Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. The best part about running your own podcast is you can decide when podcasts are going to go on the air. And there's been some uh, a big development here at True North Sports and Entertainment. So this is uh, Jamie Thomas with Mitchell Clinton, a special edition of Ground Control. My boss is stepping on my toes. I'm sure that's something. He's it's not a figure of speech. He is literally. Tyler Esabel. I must have done something. We'll get, he'll talk to you about it later. But uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame has called Mark Chipman uh, to be part of the selection committee. And, and yeah. what an honor for Mark. Um, he's going to be joining us here momentarily. But just uh, just your reaction, Mitch, when you, heard, when you heard the news. Yeah, so I'd kind of come across uh, Twitter. Him and Cassie Campbell-Pascal uh, both going in. Um, be on part of the selection committee so obviously that's really cool i mean you look at obviously the the evolution of of what professional hockey has been in in winnipeg and he's obviously been right at the very very forefront of it so um obviously a really cool uh honor for him and um I mean, I'll be curious to find out exactly how he how he learned of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is, is it similar to like a, getting a call to the Hall of Fame as someone going in? Like, yeah. I, I, so I'm I'm really kind of uh, excited to see what that's like. But obviously, a, a fantastic honor for for a guy that I mean, you you see him around the office, he shakes your hand, asks how everything's going. I mean, still's the strongest handshake ever. Yes, yeah. very much so. I have to shake my hand every <laughs> once in a while. But uh, you know, with two people going in, that means two people going out. Uh, Eric Tehachuk, a longtime columnist, uh, currently working for The Athletic, and uh, Bill Torrey, who passed away mm-hmm. back in May, uh, are leaving the selection committee. But Cassie Campbell, Pascal, is the first female member of the yeah. of, of the selection committee, so that's pretty fantastic. I mean, it's just yeah. a matter of time for you know, everyone's asking when she going in. Yeah, exactly. That's a foregone conclusion at some point. But uh, some tough decisions that Mark Chipman is going to be a part of coming yeah. up with 2019 class. Well, and you mentioned Cassie Campbell. Uh, Haley Wickenheiser is one of the names yeah. that, that could potentially, you know, be looking at induction in 2019. Vinny LeCavalier is another one. I yeah. mean, then you got guys like Curtis Joseph that could also go in. Like, it's it, like the list goes on and on and on. And the, the decisions that these guys on the, on the, uh, and, and now uh, Cassie, of course, uh, yeah. have to make, like, that's, that's tough. <laughs> well, you see how passionate people get about, the Jets, who should be up from the Manitoba Moose or who should be playing on what line, those, the passion that people get and how worked up they get about who should be in and who shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame yeah. are probably as passionate as I guess. But uh, thank you so much for tuning into this special edition of Ground Control. Uh, as I mentioned, Mark Chipman is our guest. You listen to that interview right now. See. Lining, watch it. Scores! Damn. Oh, what a save by Connor Halliburton. Rise. All Winnipeg Jets single game tickets for the 2018-19 season are now on sale. Choose the matchup you want to see and pick your seats today by visiting winnipegjets.com slash tickets. This is Kyle Connor. You're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Jets. Please welcome Executive Chairman of True North Sports and Entertainment, Mark Chipman, to the podcast. And Mark, congratulations. There's a lot of steps in your hockey life that comes to things, but how are you feeling about being part of the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame Selection Committee? Well, didn't see it coming. Um, I'll tell you that. I, mm-hmm. I was in Finland uh, when I got a call from Lanny McDonald. And, uh, He's good at that, isn't he? Yeah. 
He is. Uh, and I've known Lanny a little bit. He's played in the Mike Keane tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just a, he's a great guy. And um, But I was kind of surprised to get a call from him. And, uh, and even more surprised to find out what he was calling about. So asked if I would consider it and I, uh, or think about it. I, I told him I didn't really need any time to think about it. I said I'd be really honored. I'm still, still shaking my head over it. And then I guess it had to go through a process with their board, which it did this week. So, um, and I was really, really pleased to see that uh, Cassie uh, got named to it as well. I've gotten to know her a little bit over the years through, um, you know, my connections to Hockey Canada and stuff. So she's, uh, you know, uh, uh, really smart and and really understands the game so i think that was it was, it was really kind of cool to be able to go in alongside her okay i mean it, the 2019 class is not like you're going in with an easy class you talked about your connection with hockey canada Haley wickenheiser comes up i mean yeah. she, she's she's got a, a chance Vinny lacavier is the first one so it's yeah. not like you're, you're going in easy on this one either no uh you know in fact i didn't really even think about um that when I you know mm-hmm. and then you start talking to you know uh, well, there's lots of people who have views that they're already of course, of course and, yeah and uh, you know and and so it's going to be really interesting because uh, you know I, I the one thing that I understand that that the hockey hall of fame does differently from the other sports is that they they don't disclose um, you know how uh, sort of the runners up and yeah. and, the, and the vote tally and all of those kinds of things and I think that makes a lot of sense when I do a bit of homework on how they go about their business I, I think that really um, makes a great deal of sense that you're you're not you know leaving people sort of broken hearted with the notion that they just missed or whatever mm-hmm. so um, I'm really looking forward to the process I I've got a lot of learning to do obviously but I think it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating process to be a part of. What did you think of the 2018 class? A lot of diversity. Willie O'Ree, like you can just go down the list of just Yakushev. Like there's that's a very good group. Yeah, I was struck by the diversity of it, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I guess so. Obviously, um, I mean, you go through each one of them individually. Honestly, I don't think we have hockey in Winnipeg, except, but for uh, Gary Bettman and mm-hmm. his willingness to. Uh, you know, to right a wrong, or as he put it a long time ago, and, uh, you know, to give us the first crack at it um, after that, that you know, that presentation period in 07 where there were five cities and we got the first crack at it. So, uh, I and beyond, so my, just personally, I think we owe him a great deal, but I think the way he's re-engineered the game of hockey in his 25-plus years is incredible. Um, you know, I was thinking about all these different players um, like Martin St. Louis, we tried desperately to to, to sign him um, when he came out of college, and he went and you know he, he played in the American League in St. John, and it seemed like we just kept missing, you know, and then uh, or maybe we were never as close as we thought we were, but he was we really coveted him, so I watched him play a lot, and and then he got his break uh, in Tampa Bay with. Uh, you know when Jay Feaster was running that team and they gave him his break and so that was kind of cool. Uh, Jana Hefford, I got to watch. Yeah. I, I went to the Salt Lake Olympics in '02, and uh, with a buddy of mine, we drove down there and that actually was sort of a pivotal moment for us because 
uh, ran into Bettman uh, at that event, and Gary just, just treated us really, really well and got to know him a little bit more. But I was there that gold medal game, and uh, I remember her, I remember that goal she scored right at the end of the period, and mm. like they, the Canadian team had taken like seven penalties in a row, yeah. and I remember we were sitting close to the men's team. And like Mario Lemieux and, and those guys were losing their minds that, you know, they were so into it. And it, was, it seemed like the whole thing was just stacked against Team Canada. So I, I got to watch that game, yeah. which was super cool. Um, and Marty Berdur, oh. you know, was uh, I still got that um, poster of him on the front page of, I think it was the Financial Post with his arms in the air after we won gold mm-hmm. at that same Olympic. So I had... It, it, Incredible regard for him. He was he was the he was the best goal, goalie of that era for sure. And it, and I actually even got to see Yakshev play because I I was at the okay that's something yeah, yeah. I, I you know I was twelve years old uh, Summit Series game three was here uh, I didn't even know what I was watching to me I, I had no idea the magnitude of what I, I had a, of what that series was about so my brother and I how old you would you have been Mark Sorry. twelve twelve K. Okay. yeah so. Um. Yeah, you know, the, and and on, the only sadness in from that was was Orr was hurt and couldn't play in that in that uh, he was my hero and but still getting to watch that team mm-hmm. play and I remember game one because I Canada scored two goals right away in Montreal and I I went I'm going outside to you know throw the football yeah. around or something I came back in and they, they lost seven three so. That series was mind blowing, right? You know, and they played in front of us at the Winnipeg Arena. We had Nuts. my brother and I got in to see that game, and uh, it was a four all tie. And so, you know, I didn't appreciate back then what I was watching, but I sure did shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. So I actually got to see him play as a young man, and uh, so you know, and what Willie O'Ree's done for the game is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Got to meet him a couple times, so I was just blown away. Like I was, and then you see all the other inductees that are, you know, that are that are there in the hall, and they line them up, and and you're just like, you know, it's 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 a mind blowing experience. I was so, gonna, yeah, I was I was going to say what like what is that kind of whole ceremony to what, what's it like to be a part of and just be around and kind of see because I can imagine like you talked about you know at the Olympics sitting next to you look over there's Mario Lemieux I'd imagine at that it's a, it's a very similar kind of experience yeah it's a bit of an out of body experience and you know like it, 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 it the word surreal gets used and I'm not sure if I, it's the correct word or if I even know the proper definition but it seems sort of not real you know you're you're looking at at all of these uh, you know um, remarkable legends of the game, you know, and and what I've always and what I love about our game is when you get to talk to them. If you, they're just incredible people. I I was having breakfast on Monday morning, and you know Bernie Prant comes walking, in and I'm like, it's Bernie Prant, you know. So I introduce myself to him, and he's like, hey, oh, you know, you guys are doing great up there in Winnipeg, and what what a fan base you have, and all that stuff. And he turns the subject around. He's talking about our situation, and I just wanted to, you know, you know, learn a little about about his path. And and he's just such a wonderful guy, and and that's why I think I think that's what's so great about our game is it's just always been 
the best players have all always been great people, you know? Yeah. Is Vegas and Winnipeg the only place that Gary Batman has loved or liked? For <laughs> well, he even got booed in Vegas. Like, and I think he made that, uh, before they even played, he got booed. Yeah. Right. You know, and honestly, I, 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 uh, I really that really bothers me. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's it's old now almost. It's old and it's not funny and it's and he would tell you that it doesn't bother him. You know that he and 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 maybe that's true, but I still think it's it's really unfair what what he's done to grow the game of hockey and the bullets he's taken along the way doing it. uh, I don't think it's I don't think it reflects well on our game that our commissioner gets booed. I agree. Yeah, it's it's harsh to see sometimes, yeah. and Roger Goodell goes through it a lot in the National Football League. Yeah, but it's I think the amount of work that they put into this game, and they they love the Gary must love the game as much as anybody. You can't tell me there's he does. Yeah, he does. You must see it when at meetings and yeah, he's very passionate about the game. And then we we touched a little bit. Obviously, in November we were part of the the group that was over in in Finland, and I'm just curious what kind of your experience was like over there. I mean, obviously, Patrick, we, we hear what Patrick Line is all about over there, but just to be able to go over there and just kind of see how he, how he handled everything, getting the hat trick, what was kind of your experience like over there? Well, first of all, I was thrilled for Patrick and his family, you know. Um, they, I think they felt, I sensed that they felt quite a bit of pressure going. Mm-hmm. And, and Patrick handles pressure very well, but I still felt like it was, it was a lot being back and you could see he was as he does here, he just signs every autograph and he, he does all those things so well. Um, but I, I, so I was, I was, got a chance to, you know, just Hari and Tuya just say congratulations afterwards. So happy for you guys, you know, cause I think they, I, obviously they're very proud of him cause he's a fine young man, but also I just, there was a lot of pressure on him playing yeah. over there and he really, uh, he really measured up. So that's, that was my, it's kind of my first uh, reflection on being there. Other than that, it, I mean, for me personally, it was fantastic. I'd never been to Finland before. It was, I knew it was going to be great, but I it was far better than I expected. And I got to go to, got to go to Russia for a couple of days, which I'd never done before. And that was an incredible experience as well. And so it, I thought it was fantastic. You know, the people were so, as you guys know, yes, so welcoming. Yeah, It's a beautiful city. It's a very, very uh, knowledgeable hockey market. Is it ever? Uh, I mean, I, I think people from the NHL were worried. Well, I know they were because they didn't sense a buzz during the game that you might get at a at an NHL game in North America. And I pointed out to one of them. I said, "Like, like, look, watch. These people are watching every second of the game. Right? They're not. There's no. They're not watching any of the the stuff that you know we've brought in terms of game production. They're there to watch the hockey game, right? Mm-hmm. And they're knowledgeable, and you can just tell." You could tell by you know the way they responded to aspects of the game that they were really watching. So that was cool. The What's, clapping stands out to me. Yeah, yeah the clapping was cool. Yeah. The sustained pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I love that part. The whistling when they're upset. Yeah, I've always yeah. been a big fan of that with the European aspect. What's it like seeing the response to Timo Solani and Teppo Newman and two great Winnipeg Jets from years past in Finland, anywhere else? But just the way they handle. Well, it, it was first of all, it was incredible the the response they got on the ice. Right? Yeah, like it was so nice to see how all of, like how Barkoff and 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 Patty yeah were um, so warmly received, right? And then Tamo and Tepo saying it was just oh. 
It was really something. I get chills whenever yeah, I watch. Unbelievable. And and they're just again, they're the nicest guys, right? Like they just, there's no autograph they won't sign. Like you, I, I went out to get grab a coffee, you know, and and Tame was walking down the street, <laughs> and he can't walk three steps, right? No. But he stops and talks to everybody, and uh, and 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 Teppo is the same way. He, you know, he was. We had a we had a really good experience on the Friday night. We were able to invite um, a whole bunch of the former jet players uh, from Finland and Sweden. So we we also had uh, you know Veli Pekka Katola, who's an awesome guy. Yeah. Hexi Riaranta and Marcus Matson and uh, Alpo Sunen and and some you know uh, obviously uh, um, Anders and, and Ulfi were there and and uh, and on and on and Thomas Steen came over with us. So that was the highlight that Friday night before game two, uh, having that group together and Gary Bettman and Bill Daly came and that was really cool. And I think it was a, frankly, I think the league was surprised, Mm -hmm. you know, that at how much heritage there is, you know, uh, I don't know that there was any reason they would know how much heritage there is, you know, how much, um, uh, of that, you know that Scandinavian influence there yeah. was in the early jet teams, so it was pretty cool. Justin, uh, shifting gears just a little bit, but I mean, you talked about uh, the exposure that that this team has gotten when they went to Finland, and uh, you go through the the Western Conference Final last year. I'm just curious. You look across the street at, at True North Square, and obviously, you wish the result of the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs was different, but you've got. Not only you know Sportsnet and TSN here, but NBC as well for that for that game. And there's the the party going on across the street. Just with all the work that went into True North Square, kind of how cool was it for you to kind of see how that's kind of going to look? Yeah, it 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 was really cool. I mean, it gave us a really good glimpse into what it could look like. Uh, you know, if we're fortunate enough to get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just you know, I think we can we should be able to do those kinds of hosting events. Um, outside of the playoffs. I think we can mm-hmm. do that stuff in the fall. You know, weather permitting once that project's finished and it it, it that's what it was in, partially intended to do is provide that venue so that we can you know, we can get more of our fans downtown and interacting with us and being a part of the game. So, it looked good. I mean, it, I'm told it looked great on national TV. Mm-hmm. Like you said, a result was was disappointing, but um you know, uh the fact that NBC you know, decided to come out and do that game and on a Wednesday night in October, yeah. I think speaks to um, the progress we're starting to make as a, as a franchise inside the league. Elliot Freeman, he came on our podcast, our second episode, Mark, and he said, kind of as Canadians, we shouldn't be surprised that NBC wants to come up. We, we, we shouldn't have this inferiority complex that the um, Americans want to come up and watch the Canadian. But it's still a big moment for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Winnipeg Jets to be on that stage south of the border, is it not? I think so, and I, you know, that's I, I think Elliot's onto something there. Maybe we do have a bit of a, as Canadians, an inferiority complex, and if they got one in Toronto, <laughs> certainly got one out here, um, you know. And so, um, but maybe, maybe we just we do need to look at it differently and begin to understand that. All of the teams in this league have the you know the possibility to be for their brand to become you know more than a regional brand, mm-hmm. and I get the sense that ours is. Yeah. Now I'm I'm you know I'm I think and I think the global series um, has helped that, 
and uh, but I continue to be surprised, you know, in my travels, just seeing our logo in in airports around um, Canada and the United States. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it, at first it used to really surprise me. I just assumed the person was from Winnipeg, and because usually if I see somebody, uh, or, you know, or almost always if I see somebody, I will try and you know, uh, if, if they're wearing our logo, just you know, get get a conversation and go and. And I'm surprised how often now those people aren't from Winnipeg, but they've kind of latched on to our brand, be you know, because of uh, you know the way we've, I guess, started began to make some progress. Do you? I mean, you know how good Shifle is. You know how good Wheeler is. Obviously, Line A. Do you almost? I don't want to say take offense to it, but it's just we've you've known how good they are. Is it almost too long that it's taken for people to appreciate how good 26, 55, 29 are? Dustin Bufflin. I mean, I can go down the list of players that I seem are, are underappreciated in some aspects. Yeah, I don't take offense to it. I think, you know, we are a small market, and and, and, and so we're not going to get the, uh, you know, the, the the same kind of coverage that others will, and that's fine. I actually prefer it, to be yeah, honest Yeah, I remember you saying that last year. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, there's something about the anonymity that I think is, is I don't know. It's just easier, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but look, we, you know, the the fact is, we've you know, Chevy's put together a, a decent hockey team, and and uh, and that's what we've been striving for is to give our you know build a team that on a given night you, you got a really good chance to win if you if your guys are going and and so it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I don't take any any umbrage to the fact that you know maybe our guys have been underappreciated for some time back to the selection committee situation do you see yourself losing sleep over getting somebody in or making that decision i know it's more than just you but there's there's I, a I lot of responsibility yeah, with, with this i don't new... think so like i'm look i i'm gonna go in and and uh and and, and watch and learn right like mm-hmm. if you look at the people that are on that selection committee and a lot of them been on there a long time just the players mm-hmm. you know I mean, Ron Francis, uh, Yari Curry, Luke Robitaille, uh, Mike Gardner, um, Anders Hedberg, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Clark. Uh, I think those guys are got a pretty good sense of what it takes to be They're in the hall. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and then you add on top of that the guys like David Poyle, you know, who's been, you know, maybe the most successful general manager, arguably, in the game, you know, in the, in the modern era, who's built you know, teams in Washington and Nashville, like Michael Farber, like mm-hmm. these, you know, these guys are going to, you're going to, they're going to, there's going to be such a huge wealth of knowledge there that already exists. I'm just going to watch and learn. And so I don't think there's going to be any pressure. I think it, if you, if you just, if you watch and learn, you know, it'll, the decisions will, will sort of unfold and reveal themselves. Doesn't sound like there's any new rule proposals coming out of the GM meetings. Is the game of hockey the best it's ever been at this moment? Yeah, I would say so. I think uh, I think so. Yeah. I, I I don't. I mean, it can get better. Yeah. Are there? You know, there's certain aspects of the game that I think are kind of are uh, are fading a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, what would that be? Just well, I think the physicality of the game starting to diminish a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm not worried about that. I think I think it's still. Uh, I think I mean it's it, it's an extremely exciting game. The, the level of athleticism in the game has never been higher, and um, 
and you know you add um, high definition television to that and that's really those the combination of the rule changes yeah that's allowed the game to open up and and uh, and be far more free flowing the speed and athleticism of our players HD TV and and that's what I think that's why it's really popular right now mm-hmm. it's a great product on TV on behalf of Jess TV, congratulations, Mark, and thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Shop where the players shop. Jets Gear and TrueNorthShop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets Gear locations or shop online at TrueNorthShop.com. Well, it's not every day your boss comes into your office, so yeah. uh, it, it was a special interview. He did mention to us that he... He'll come on again. Yeah, I don't we, know if he meant it. It's probably because we spruced up the office before he got in here. It looks real good in here. Yeah. <laughs> Spike reminded me when I worked. This is totally unrelatable, but when I worked at Costco, we used to clean the steel around when yeah. the head office was coming. And Absolutely. Yeah. But our office is spotless right now, and I think it's the best it's ever looked. But I, I look forward to having Mark on again, and there's clearly nobody more passionate about this team mm-hmm. and, and the sport of hockey than Mark Chipman. And I really liked what he said about Gary Batman. Yeah, I, I really liked uh, just kind of the the stories that that he said about just seeing some of the players that went in, like yeah. the, his story about the Olympics, seeing Jana Hefford play, and then Yakushev, seeing him play as well. It's, it's just crazy the amount of times that uh, that Mark's Mark Chipman's path is kind of crossed with uh, a lot of these uh, players that are going in. Well, Yakushev is the biggest mystery to me, and there was a very good article in the Athletic about Yakushev, and it was very interesting. But of course. Being behind the Iron Curtain, you didn't know much about him. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wasn't old enough to take in the 72 Summit Series. I know you're having a hard time believing that. Well, I was no. One. I was going to say my, <laughs> my, my mom talks about it a lot. Yeah. Um, just because she, like, growing up was, was a big, big hockey fan. So, I and my dad, obviously, as well. So, it was something that I inherited from both of them. So, it was one of those things. They always talked about the 72 Summit Series. So, uh, I've seen my fair share of highlights, and I'm pretty sure wasn't there like a DVD set that came out mm-hmm. of like every single game. I, I'm pretty sure I watched. I had all the VHS those. set of that. No, yeah. Well, I know you guys don't even know what that is anymore. Maybe what? Honestly, maybe it was VHS. I can't remember, but it was it was it was definitely probably DVD. You are significantly <laughs> younger than me. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in to Ground Control. We'll, guy, we'll uh, you'll be hearing from us again next Monday. This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com.